Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You're now between the mats. It's a great day here in the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. I am Matt McJunkins, and across the table is the one and only Matt Wilcox. This is episode one of Between the Mats, your source for high school sports in the great state of Arkansas. Man, do we have a lot to talk about today. Now, Matt, I said across the table, and that's why I said across the table from you, because there's a real good chance that uh, you and I might just butt heads quite a bit. That's right, Junk. Well, there's no reason for us to sit next to each other. We might take a jab. <laughs> but, I love uh, it. No, we're excited to be here, excited about this podcast. It's kind of been a brainchild of ours for several months now. Uh, it's taken us a while to kind of get our, our heads put together and, and come up with a format that we hope everybody out there likes. Uh, but basically what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, for the next few weeks anyway, about high school football here in the state of Arkansas. We're going to break down – our top five for each classification, and then we've got two games highlighted per classification that we'll go through a little bit more in depth and talk about those games. But, uh, man, we're already in week eight high school football. Yeah, we are. And before we get started, I want to say two things. Number one, woo pig suey. And number two, turn on that jukebox, baby. <laughs> That's right. Matt, how pumped are you about these hogs? Oh, man, it's it's exciting. It's it's a long time coming, John. Oh, my goodness gracious, I, you ain't lying about that. I mean, after these last two years of enduring <laughs> the, the, the type of football that we've had to sit there and watch, it's, uh, it's refreshing to see the hogs playing with some passion, with some energy. They believe in Pittman. You know, Pittman's glad to be there, and you can tell it. You know, it almost takes you back to when Houston Nutt took over the program. He had a bunch of kids buying in to what he was selling, and you can see it on the field. How about this walk-on freshman, Hudson Clark, daddy to Matt Corral, walk-on <laughs> cover corner orchestrating this no-fly zone, baby. Man, that kid's a player. He I mean, is, man. Three picks. Three picks. I mean, he he just owned, owned Corral. And, you know, it's crazy. Corral coming into that game was one of the top quarterbacks in the nation when you talk about quarterback rating and his right. performance so far that year. And, I mean, he looked like a junior high quarterback against this defense. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, also on defense, man, you know, of course, we had Bumper Pull, the greatest name in the football of history, out for the week. But we saw Grant Morgan, man, talk about Stud City. Dude's defensive player of the week. Couldn't run out of sight in a week, but he will knock your head off, and he is 110%. All the time. He is, and he's what you look for in a linebacker and a leader in your defense. You know, he's captain for a reason. Those kids look to him for energy and passion, and he brings it every single game. You know what's really exciting about this defense, Junk, as good as they're playing, like you mentioned, we were out Bumper Pool. Yeah. We are out Buster Brown. Right. We were out our D, one of our starting DNs. I mean, you add those three pieces back into this defense that's already playing great, and it, it's, it's pretty exciting. Now, I know that Grant Morgan had 19 tackles Saturday. Didn't Bumper Pool have 19 I believe that's a right. week before or two weeks before? I believe that's so right. twice you have a linebacker. You know, it's not uncommon to see a safety have that many tackles. It typically means that you're getting your rear end kicked because your safety's making all the tackles downfield. Right. But to have two linebackers come in and make tackles like that. Now, I do have to ask you, Felipe 
I am not a dual quarterback, <laughs> a dual threat quarterback, right. Franks. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I go back and forth on my thoughts on him, but when, what it comes down to is he's a huge upgrade from what we've had in a long time, and he's finding a way to get it done. He is, and I'll tell you what I do like about Franks, and, and he was chosen as a, as a team captain, so he's come in there and he's unified this team, and he's – He's bringing some people together offensively, and they believe in him, and you can tell it. And, I mean, through all this COVID thing and all the uncertainty with, you know, coaches not being able to be at practice, they look to their leader and they look to Franks, and he's leading this team. He's not wowing anybody with his numbers, and, you know, he hasn't put up a a great stat line except for the Auburn game, but he's not turning the ball over a bunch. He's not putting us in bad situations, and he's managing the ball game. And he's got a big arm, too, man. Oh, he's got a cannon. He does. He does. So, all right. So, Matt Wilcox here. He's the moderator. He's the head host. I was told that I couldn't stay on task long enough to do it. Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, you've kind of told us a little bit about the format. So, kind of break it down just a little bit real quick before we get started. What we're going to do section by section. Yeah. So, uh, we'll start with the lowest classification in the state, which is 2A. Uh, I'll, we'll give both of our top fives the way we see them and give a little bit reason why we think the, they belong in the top five. And then we've got two games per classification. You'll take one, give a little bit of insight on one, I'll take the other, and then we'll just go, go through each classification that way. Okay, so who's starting? Let's, you start it off. Me. Yes, I'm starting 2A. 2A. You know, I like starting 2A because I'm a good old boy from Mineral Springs, Arkansas. I want to give a shout-out to the Hornets from Mineral Springs on a big win down in Muleshoe against Lafayette County. Put it to them, 42-7. to I forgot exactly what it was, but they come to play Friday night. Do they have your jersey hung up? Man, probably not, but <laughs> – they probably still use the same jersey for, like, practice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that man, since I've been there, they got all kinds of nice stuff, facilities. We had the old field house that, you know, you could see stuff growing in the corners. And right. now they got, you know, awesome stuff. So, all right, so the way we're going to do this, I'm going to give my top five and tell you why I'm right. Then you're going to give your top five and tell me why you're wrong. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of fun on this thing. Uh, and I got to start out with number one for top, uh, my top five rankings for the 2A classification in Arkansas, the Fordyce Red Bugs. Number two, Desart. Number three, Bigelow. Number four, Gurdon. Actually, I'm telling you last week's honor. Yeah, so this was last. So we did this last week in a little mock, mock deal here, a little run through of our podcast. So last week I had Gurdon four, Clarendon five. This week, it's similar, but number one's Fordyce, number two, Desark, number three, Bigelow, number four, Gurdon, and number five, Poen. The Indians. Yes, sir. And uh, the reason I went with Fordyce is because nobody's going to touch them in the year 2020. Is that a fact? Dude, they just keep on rolling. You know, they've got wins over 3A Rising, 4A Monticello. I really don't think any, you know they beat strong fifty five zero Friday night. It's just another week for Fordyce, right? You know I think you put them in Class three A, they're at the top at least close to it. Uh, I do I do like number two Desark. Uh, they haven't scored less than forty three points all year. Love to see a matchup with them in number three Bigelow because I'm gonna tell you, I like Bigelow because I'm a defense man and Bigelow gives up nine points per game. They're rolling right along at 7-0. and uh, They play Quitman Friday, should handle them. Uh, Gerd, number four, you know, their only loss is to undefeated 3A Prescott. 
Garden is always a good football team, but they got a huge game Friday night. Number five, Poen. You know, my argument for Poen is prove me wrong. Explain to me why they shouldn't be in the top five. 41 points per game on offense, 12 points per game on defense. Friday night's going to tell that story. You're going to tell us a little bit about that in a little bit. Uh, my game of the week, or do we want to go ahead into that? Uh, let, let me go ahead and give okay. my five. And yeah, then, go ahead and give your five. All right, so pretty close to the same as what you had. I've got Fordyce and Desart. i got Fordyce one, Desart two, both undefeated on the season, both putting up huge numbers offensively and not allowing very many defensively. I think it's – I think it's Fordyce and Desark and everybody else this year in two A football. Uh, number three, I've got Gurdon coming in at five and one on the year. Uh, get, they're averaging forty three points a game, only giving up nineteen. They've always got athletes down their junk. You, you're from down around in there. You know Gurdon, the Go Devils. The old Go Devils. They uh they always have athletes down there. Number four, I've got Clarendon at four and one. Uh, got a special athlete down there at Clarendon. Great ball player. Um, then I got five at Bigelow, rounding out my top five at seven and zero. Oh. And like you said, defense wins championships. The only thing I've got in question mark about Bigelow is their strength of schedule. I don't know how they will match up against someone like Gurdon or Clarendon that has real speed on their team. So we'll see as as the playoffs go forward. I would love to see a Desart Bigelow matchup. I do. You know, Desart's got a, you know they're they're, they're ground and pound, big scores, lots of yards. But I love that Bigelow defense, man. Right. I would love to see those two match up. Maybe we'll get to see it in the playoffs. Sure, sure. So that brings us into our two uh, games of note for the week in 2A. Uh, we're going to take a look at Poen at 7-0 going to Gurdon. That's 5-1 on the season. They did not play last year. And then our other game that we'll look at is Murfreesboro 4-4 four four on the year going to Dirks. So, Junk, why don't you take, take your game? This is a good old 7-double-A matchup. Back in my day, it was 7-A or 7-double-A West. It used to be 7-A West, but then when I was in high school, it moved up to double-A. Uh, Foreman shut out Murfreesboro 28-0 Friday night. Uh, you know, Murfreesboro's 4-4, four and four, and they're giving up 35 points to, per game. The Rattlers, you know, they put it on – well, I say they put it on. They beat Mineral the other night by a touchdown or so, but they were both up over 50 points. It was like 60-something to 50-something. Right. So, they're score, they're able to score points, but they're going to give up a lot of points. The Derrick's Outlaws are looking good this year, man. Their only loss is by seven. I believe it was seven uh, to Poen. So, and I, you know how I think that's a good Poen team. They're, I got them at number five in my top five. So, I'm going to go with Derrick's in this one, 42 to 12. Big win. Yes, sir. I think I think I think the Outlaws are going to run away with it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Dirks wins this one uh, pretty handily. My game, uh, Poen, like Junk said, he's got them at their number five in his list. I got them ranked a little bit lower than that, uh, going to Garden. Uh, Poen comes in this game uh, undefeated after a big win at Mount Ida last Friday. That moves them to two and zero in conference play. Uh, the Go Devils beat Magnet Cole by a convincing score of forty nine to twenty. So they're coming in uh, with some momentum. You know, I just think, I just think, like I said, Garden's got too many athletes for Poen. Uh, we'll find out this Friday for sure. But you know, Poen's got um, their senior quarterback Jackson Carter. He's a true dual threat quarterback for the Indians. He gets it done through there and on the ground. Uh, but that Garden defense is pretty stingy. I look for the I look for the Gold Devils to come out on top in this one by thirteen. Let me tell you a little story about the Garden Go Devils. Back a hundred years ago, when I was playing at Middle Springs. 
We were both in the top probably 10 at the time. Foreman was also up there, top 10 in the state. Uh, we go to we go to Garden. We pick up a fumble and take it to the house and beat them 8-0. to zero. Now, what I remember about that game to this day is that I have a scar on my thumb where my thumb was bitten by a go-devil. <laughs> what exactly is a go-devil? <laughs> well, I don't really know. But they will go. And they obviously will bite. They will bite, too. <laughs> I, I think you're um, – I like your pick. You know, I told you earlier I'm going to go with Poen in there. You know, I, I'm i like you. Gurdon's hard to pick against. Right. That, that you know, they played a tough Prescott team to a tough game. That's right. So, I'm – you know, I like Poen because Justin Moore's from Poen. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about uh, 3A? Yeah, so I'll take 3A, uh, my top five uh, this week in 3A. I'm going to go with Harding Academy um, until they get beat. They're the defending state champions. Uh, they've only played five games so far this this season, but they have a stud quarterback, Caden Sipe. I mean, he threw for uh, – I got it down here somewhere. He threw for over 3,000 yards last season, 3,800 yards and 59 touchdowns last year. Kid can sling it, uh, could turn into a uh, – true quarterback uh they could play at the next level i got them at one prescott coming in at number two five and on the season they put up a lot of points averaging 49.8 a game and only giving up 12 i got hoxie undefeated seven and on the season at number three they're averaging over 50 points a game i got rising coming in at number four four and one on the season and then newport rounding out my top five at eight and oh i like it and you're almost right <laughs> <laughs> I got a little shocker at number one. I'm going with the Rising Wildcats. Number one. Yes, sir. You know, their only loss is two Fordyce by one. You know, I said when we were going over 2A that I think Rising could be – or I'm sorry, Fordyce could be the top team in 3A, and I, and I really believe that they're just good this year, man. Right. Uh, and they're also a team that could probably be a 3A team. You know, they've been 3A. Sure. Uh, I think Ryzen's up there with them. I, I, I do. And uh, I, I look to the I look for them to, uh, to be strong the rest of the season. I got them at the number one spot. Number two, you know, Harding Academy uh, could have easily put them number one. They are the returning state champions. Only loss is to that powerhouse Briarcrest Tennessee team. Right. Uh, they've got a great offense. They're always hard to slow down. They're going to be well coached. Uh, they're going to throw a lot of things at you, and uh, for especially for small schools, you know, you better be able to cover. That's right. Uh, Hoxie, I tell you what, I'm I was impressed with Hoxie before Friday night, but after their dominant win over Piggott Friday night, I'm really impressed with Hoxie. They could potentially be the top in the state, you know, depending on how this thing shakes out. Uh, Newport seven and zero. They just keep on winning. You That's know, right. only close game is is over a tough Melbourne team that could easily find themselves in this top five before the year's over with. Could. Uh I you know, Newport's man, I really like Newport. And then I went with a little different uh pick on number five. I got Glenn Rose. You know, they're six and one and they lost to a very strong four A Malvern by six points. That's the only thing keeping them from being undefeated. Uh, Glen Rose is always going to be a tough team. Uh, they're going to play hard, and they're going to be a little chippy. Right. 
Uh, so uh, they always play with an edge. They do. Yep. They do. So uh, I look for them to uh, come out and make some noise, especially late in the year. Well, that'll bring us into our games of the week in 3A. Uh, we've got Harding Academy going to Melbourne that we both just mentioned. And then we've got Cedarville, 6-1, and one, going to Greenland. Uh, I'll go ahead and talk about uh, the first game, Harding Academy at Melbourne. You know, like we talked about, Harding Academy, they're just a machine. And uh, like a lot of private schools in this state, they, they just seem to get it done week in and week out. They're very well coached. The quarterback is on a different level for that, you know, that level of football. And I just think that they're, um, they're just going to be too much to handle this week. I really do. I, I think Melbourne's got a great football team. I really do. I mean, they're averaging 37 points a game and only giving up 16. Their head coach, Kevin McCarn, actually played against him in oh, Mountain yeah. View in high school in football and basketball. The thing I remember, Coach McCarn, he used to wear his knee socks. <laughs> White knee socks, baby. He rocked with them. The, with the short, tight, gray pants? Somewhat, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We weren't that – We're not. I'm not that old, John. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, Melbourne's got – they're returning seven starters on offense, six on defense. Um, they get the majority of their production on the ground. Um, you know, I just think – I just think Harding Academy is going to be too much for them. I've got Harding Academy by 17 in this one. You know, I, last year I think it was like a 45-0. Harding ran, ran all over them. And – I I do think that Harding Academy will win the ball game, but I do think after seeing what Melbourne's done this year, I think they'll be closer. Yeah. You know, I don't think – I think you're right. I think it could be a 14-, 17-point game. Right. Cedarville at Greenland. When I was in high school, we played Greenland in the playoffs. They were not picked near as high as we were in the state. We went up there, and we come out with a win. Let me tell you, that was the hardest-hitting bunch of suckers I've we've ever played against. Is that right? They will put a hat on you up there in Greenland. Uh, both these teams are good football teams. You know, looking at their, their opponents and the and the games they've played this far this year, you know, Charleston put it on Greenland pretty good, and they only edged Cedarville by about, I think it was two points. I think this is going to be a good matchup by two good teams, uh, but I'm going to go with Cedarville by eight. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I've got Cedarville, Cedarville actually by seven. You know, this will go a long way to determine seeding in, in the three the 1-3A, uh, you know, Charleston's the, the cream of the crop in that, that conference and has been for years. But Cedarville comes in at 3-1 and Greenland's 3-1 in the conference, so this will go a long way in determining seeding. I think it'll be a good ball game, but I think Cedarville pulls it out to end. Yeah, I do too. So that brings us to the end of 3A. Uh, our producer, Carl. Oh, Stuttgart Carl. Stuttgart Carl. I think he's got a – Yeah. Uh, so when we uh, sat down and decided to, to do this podcast, uh, we decided that we would kind of mix it up, break it up a little bit between the high school and maybe throw in a little college. So I'm going to ask you guys a question, and uh, I think I already know the answer to this first question, but I'm going to throw it out there to you, uh, and then you guys can kind of debate it a little bit. So let's, let's look at college. You look at the Pac-12. They start play uh, November the 7th. And then you got the Big Ten actually starts play this week. So my question to you guys, should they have a chance to play in the national championship since they have a shortened schedule compared to the other teams? What do you think, John? Well, do we have any idea how the format's going to be? Is Because they're supposed to play an eight-game schedule, right, in the Big Ten? Uh, I believe they're seven as well. I'm not sure. They're only playing seven games? I, okay. I believe that's well, right. Can they get seven games in before the playoffs are supposed to start? Because they're not supposed to start playing until November. Uh, they're they're starting this week. Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. So they could potentially get in by December. Um, I don't have a problem with them. I mean, let them play if if they can, 
you know. Even though they have a shortened schedule compared to like Alabama and Clemson and everybody else. Well, I I, th- I say you can let them in, but but you still got to judge them and see how they do in their conference. I mean, hey, uh, a two-loss SEC team against some juggernauts may still get in on a seven and zero Big Ten if they. I mean, you know, you just got to you just got to put that into the equation. Yeah, hmm. I mean, my my thoughts on that. I mean, does the Pac-12 even play football? Is that really a conference? <laughs> But no, no. Seriously, I think you know the Big Ten. Of course, you got Ohio, the Ohio State, yeah, right. and, and Michigan. They've got some. They've got some good football programs over there that play some good football. But to me, an SEC team that's playing ten games against SEC competition, you can't really compare that to a Big Ten team that's only playing seven ball games. To me, right. Here's the here's the kicker. There though. Who else are you going to take? I mean, you, you, you pick up one. I don't see anybody else coming out of that ACC but Clemson. And then, um, I mean, maybe a Louisville. I don't know. But you certainly aren't going to take somebody from the Big 12. Have you no. seen them this year? Yeah, My that's, goodness. That's awful. They're awful. Yeah. yeah. So, are you going to put three SEC teams in the playoffs? It's probably the hey, best football. What a, what a year to have eight playoff teams. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that would be a, a – if you're going to do – it's a crazy year anyway, so let's not uh, – let's mix it up and, and go eight teams or, or 12 teams in the playoffs. We had the DH in the National League this year. <laughs> this we can put true. eight teams in the playoffs. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't think it's really up to us. I don't think between the mats is going to determine whether or not – It should be. <laughs> whether or not uh, they allow them in the playoffs. So, I, I think we're going to see it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think it's going to happen regardless. Yeah. Well, you know, you're right, though, is that will there be enough teams to even, you know, of of good quality to put in the playoffs? Sure. And that's probably where they're going to end up putting the Ohio State in there or some, you know, as well. But me personally, I know I'm not part of this, but me personally, I say no. They should have been playing. Uh, so that, But that's just my opinion. But so. I'll say this. I would rather be the team that plays a lot of football and then has a big break before they go play a playoff schedule than a team that practices a whole lot then plays football before you know you get what I'm saying yeah you, the team that doesn't play for a long time because of this COVID deal and then has to get all their games in well in order for that to happen your SEC teams are going to have to sit back for a couple of weeks at least but you know I guess we shouldn't even argue about it because at least they're playing right now that's right you know absolutely so any football is good football in my opinion <laughs> All right, so that'll uh, that'll bring us into 4A. Um, Junk, you want to take us from the top on 4A? Yeah, man. Matt, you know, last week we talked about Shiloh, Nashville, Robinson, Stuttgart, Arkadelphia, and then some things happened. You know, Nashville gets beat by Ashdown. Uh, you know, Arkadelphia gets to play football for the first time in four weeks. Uh, so some things changed. I go. I'm still with Shallow at number one. I think Robinson's uh, number two now. I had Nashville there because of that win over over uh, Robinson, but I've got uh, Robinson at two. Stuttgart at three. Arkadelphia four. Rivercrest at five. You know, Shallow Christian scoring 48 points per game. Their only losses to a 6A Oklahoma Sand Springs team by one point. You know, they got a big matchup this week against the 6-0 Elkins. But I think that Shiloh kind of right now is the best team uh, in in 4A. Uh, Robinson, man, they're good. You know, huge rebound night Friday night throttling a good Malvern team, 35 to 13. You know, they beat 5A Maumelle. First game of the season, they go play PA, uh, get beat by seven. 
Uh, close lost to Nashville by one on a missed on a missed kick at the end of the game. So you know that three loss that three loss that Robinson Ross's Robinson this doesn't tell the it doesn't tell the story right. of the Robinson football team. Uh, Stuttgart, you know I know you like Stuttgart untested thus far, pretty much dominating every week. Hey, don't forget about them Rice Birds. Hey, yeah, Stuttgart <laughs> Carl over there. You know I think Stuttgart will finish the season the regular season undefeated. Yeah. Uh, Arkadelphia, you know, what impresses me about Arkadelphia is their preseason wins. They've got wins against Camden Fairview, Hot Springs, Greenbrier. Came back from a month off for COVID and beats uh, Haskell Harmony Groves 54-19. Uh, then five, I've got Rivercrest. They're 7-0 and just like Stuttgart. They're, they just haven't really been tested this far. Should also finish the season regu- uh, regular season undefeated. You know, I can't justify not keeping those teams out of the top ten. Yeah, I'm with you, John. And I, I, for the first time uh, in classifications, I think we've got all five of the same teams in our top five, all right. just in a little bit different order. Um, I, I've got the I've got the Rice Birds at number one. I know it's a little crazy that I'm kind of just jumping out there, but you talked about defense earlier. Oh yeah, the Rice Birds are only giving up five point five points it. a game. I love it. Less than a touchdown. They're stingy on defense, and they're putting up forty points a game offensively. I think they're just they're flying under the radar, and so I'm I'm throwing them out there. I'm putting them at number one. That's a good call, Wilcox. <laughs> thank you, Stuttgart Carl. <laughs> you might be a little bit biased. But Maybe just thank you. But I'm putting them at one. They're six and zero on the season. Got a chance to run the table. I've got Shiloh at number two. You know, Shiloh six and one. They're strong every year. And same thing. They they run a spread offense. They're going to be well coached. Uh, they just got a machine up there. I private got school. Private school. Common theme. <laughs> Common theme. That's right. Uh, I've got Joe T at number three. Uh, like you said, they're, they're four and three. The record doesn't look that great. But if you look at the actual con- – you know the context of the record. They've they've lost some really good ball games and some against some tough competition. I think they've got athletes. They've got a great quarterback over there. I think when it comes to playoff time, they'll be in the mix. I've got Rivercrest at four seven and zero, oh, putting up huge numbers offensively, forty eight point seven points a game. The only thing that concerns me a little bit is they're they're giving up twenty one points a game defensively, and so when it comes to playoff time, they're going to shore up that defense. I've got number five. Uh, I've got Arkadelphia. Like you said, four and zero. We got to see them up close and personal. Oh th- yeah. This this year, uh, Greenbrier played them week three. They got some dudes. They've got some dudes. They've got a running back that's about six three, two twenty five, yeah. and he is a load to he take is. down. And so um, the quarterback, uh, he's a he's dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hands. He makes people miss. So. Same with Arkadelphia. You know, they hadn't played in a long time, but they showed that they were ready to play last week, and I think they'll just pick back up where they left off. So that rounds out my top five. That'll get us into our games of the week that we'll highlight in 4A, uh, one of those being Arkadelphia, the Badgers 4-0, going to Ashdown, who's 6-1, and who had a huge win last week at what we had at number one, Nashville, beat Nashville 26-24. to um, And then our other game of the week in 4A will be Central Arkansas Christian, 7-0, and going to Lone Oak, who's 6-1. and And so, Junk, you want to take that one? Yes, sir. You know, both these teams have good records coming into this. Both of these teams have played a lot of close games. Uh, to their, you know, credit, both these teams have pulled out these close games. Uh, I think, you know, it was a close game last year between the two of them. Being at Lone Oak – I'm going to take Lone Oak by seven. I think they went to overtime last year, and it was like a seven-point win by CAC. 
I'm going to say that Lonos got a little fire in them, a little revenge. Uh, I think they're going to get them this year. That's a that's a good pick. That's a bold pick. Um, you know, I've got a little bit of connection down in, in Lone Oak. We've got a, a what was their quarterback. He had a broke his leg two weeks ago. Um, Spencer Pepper, shout out to him. Hope he gets well soon. Um, but they've stuck a freshman in to back up quarterback. And, yeah. And apparently the kid's getting it done because they've won the last two weeks. And, and so I think with that being said, with them having a freshman at quarterback – I think it's going to be a little bit too much to ask. So uh, I'm. Well, gonna... I tell you that when I when I was at Harding uh, playing ball, Tommy Shoemaker was at Harding Academy. Now you know he's at CEC and he does a great job. Right. So one thing about them is they'll be prepared. Yeah, and and they got Joe Adams there. Oh really? Joe Adams. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, he's a wide receiver coach at CAC. Now. Oh man. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go with the CAC in three in a close game, but I'm gonna pick them by three in this one, and that'll bring us to our other game. Um, Arkadelphia, the Badgers, got a new coach this year in Trey Shucker, uh, taking over uh, for a, a legendary coach down there that had have won two of the last three state championships, um, just got it going and won state championship in 17 and 18. We talked about their, their quarterback. He's dynamic, Braden Thomas, makes people miss. And then their big running back, Jay Sean Davis, huge man. It's hard to bring down. He's got offers from Kansas and New Mexico. They've got a speedy and very athletic secondary. Makes it hard to throw on. Um, you know, Ashdown's a little bit of a mystery. You know, they, they pulled off the big win last week against Nashville. Um, their quarterback, Alex Kelbach, took, uh, he took every snap last year, so he's, he's got some experience. But I just don't think that they, ha- they have the firepower to get it done against Arkadelphia. I, I just don't think that they can get it done. I'm going to Arkadelphia by six in this one. Matthew Stats Wilcox. Yes, sir. I'm with you, my friend. I think the Arkadelphia Badgers are going to win as well. Let me tell you. Stats over here. I have to, <laughs> I have to study and really read a lot of stuff that I don't usually do, because he's got so much information. Yeah, it's crazy. He knows players. He knows stats. And I'm over here. I'm like, well, they beat them, and they beat them. So you know, one plus one's two. Hey man, it's useless knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that'll get us through four A. Uh, we still got five, six, and seven coming up. But right now, we'll take a little pause, and we're going to recognize uh, something we do here at the American Safeguard Insurance uh, in our office. Is we uh, we recognize a, a player in, in the county in Faulkner County every week uh, that has an outstanding game. We vote on it uh, with our staff here in the office. They're nominated by their head coach, and then our staff chooses a winner each week. So we're going to recognize our week six player of the week, is number 20, Bryce Bohannon uh, from the Conway Wampus Cats. He's a senior. Uh, he had nine receptions for 225 yards and three touchdowns. This man is, is a dynamic playmaker. He's fast. He's elusive. And i tell you what. As impressed as I am with him on the field, I'm impressed with him just as much off the field. He's a super young man. He does outreach to children. Uh, he's very involved in the community and just a, a bright young man. And I was I was honored to give him the award last week. Talk about a stud, man. And and I got a lot to say about him in my 7A game of the week. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But, man, kid does it. He does. Every week. He does. He's just a matchup problem. And, I mean, he, he just uh, – you know, he, he, 
as a sophomore, he played a lot of running back, and, right. then, and then they moved him to wideout and saw what kind of matchup problems he, he presented. His dad played and was a, a great player for UCA, so it's in the bloodline. I think he's got an offer from UCA. I'm hoping we see him in some red in the future. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But congratulations, uh, Bryce Bohannon. He's actually our first two-time winner of the, of the year so far uh, for Player of the Week. He won it in Week 0 and then again in Week 6. So congratulations to him and continued success for the rest of the season. Yeah, congrats. So that'll bring us into 5A. Um, Junk, why don't you start us off with 5A and give us your top five in 5A. going to put it on me, huh? Get to the tough one. You're going to put it on me. I tell you what, I think that uh, Pulaski Academy has been there for a while, and they're going to stay there. Uh, they're, They're just good, man, you know. You look at a team like Pulaski Academy, you're like, well, you know, they they get players that other people can't get. But the fact is, they win because they know how to play football. They're well coached. Very well coached. You know, I got a cousin down there who's a center. Sophomore, right? He's about 6'1", 6'2", 170 pounds. Soaking wet. Soaking wet. <laughs> I mean, I think it's awesome – that he's starting, but what it tells you is he knows how to he, – he's, he ain't there because he's so big right. as a sophomore. He's there because he's been taught how to play football for the last however many years, probably since the fifth grade, fourth grade. Mm. Uh, you know, they you, you see the, the teams that they played in the pre or the re- regular season, early season, these out-of-state schools, they've got some giants, man. Mm. I'm talking some real athletes. They're getting blocked by these guys. That, what did Kelvin Kelly say? He didn't have a, a lineman over 210 pounds? That's what he said, yeah. And they're blocking. I mean, that quarterback doesn't get touched much. He stands at most – actually, he doesn't even drop. No. He takes the ball right where he stands and throws it. That's right. Uh, you know, they're just well coached. They've done it for so long, and they're going to keep doing it. Uh, number two, win. I love win. You know, early in the season when I saw – their game with Moralton, at that time, I didn't think Moralton was that good. You know, they win by one point. I'm like, well, either win's not that good or Moralton's better than I thought they were. Um, Little Rock Christian, I got them at three. I think that that's going to surprise some people because most people probably have them at two. Uh, I've got Harrison at number four. You know, we had a good chance at Greenbrier to beat Harrison two weeks ago. We I mean, we had them in our sights and just couldn't make it happen. Uh, number five, I've got Morton. I love, they slipped up there in the top five. My old compadre over here may not agree with me. The old devil dogs at number five. <laughs> but, you know, I think that they're so good defensively. I still don't know what they do offensively. I don't know that they know what they do offensively. <laughs> I think they finally got a quarterback they can rely on. Uh, you know – not to backtrack, but I didn't really fill in a lot of these. What I, what I was going to say about these teams, you know, win seven and zero, they dominated Batesville Friday. They did. That was a statement game. You know, they've they've been undefeated, but who have they beat? Right. Well, they play a strong Batesville team Friday, and they absolutely do- dominate. And that's why I put them up at two instead of three. Little Rock Christian, they continue to roll. Weird loss early in the season by Magnolia. Probably, I think you mentioned the last time we talked about it uh, in our little pre-deal last week that had some probably some guys out with COVID mm-hmm. or at least quarantined with COVID. May have had a lot to do with that. I don't think they're as good as they've been in years. Right. I do think they're still good, though. Oh, yeah. 
they got a real good back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Harrison team, you know, I, after we played Harrison, I thought, well, we might have exposed them a little bit, especially on the run game. Right. You know, we ran for over 300 yards against them. When I say us, I mean Greenbrier. That's where me and Matt live. Uh, but then I watched them Friday night against Bologna, and they absolutely dominated that game. They did. You know, and Bologna's a good football team. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but I do think they're a good football team. And uh, Harrison dominated that game. Morton, you know, like I said, I think they're the sleeper of 5A. Close loss to the strong win team. Huge game Friday night between the Devil Dogs and the Harrison Goblins. That's right. For whoever wins this game will be the champions of 5A West. That's right. And we've got some we got some fantastic uh, spotlight games in 5A this week, and that being one of them, Harrison and, and Morton. And, and Matt will talk about that in just a second. My my top five, very similar, um, Pulaski Academy, 7-0. and They've won five of the last six state championships, which is just absolutely incredible to say. Uh, the job that Kevin Kelly does there, um, he starts those guys in fifth – fourth and fifth grade in his program and his offensive system they learn the play calls they learn how to they he knows how the offensive linemen want to stand how the receivers want to stand how they take their drops they learn everything from a young age and by the time they get up in high school they know it like the back of their hand and it's it's a proven system and it works and they're just well coached it's a machine i didn't get i didn't tell you my cousin's name trevor duke Trevor, Duke. he's the center up there, and that man. Shout out to Trevor. Tra- shout out to Trevor, man. How awesome as a freshman, I mean sophomore, to start at a at a number one that's, school. That's pretty special. That's awesome. yeah. It is. Number two, I've got Little Rock Christian, the only other team to win a state championship in the last six years. I've got them at two. So between the two teams, uh, they own all state championships in five A in the last six years. Uh, I'm with you. I think they're a little bit down compared to what they have been in the years past. Still a great football team. We'll find out a lot more about them this week. Uh, as they take on PA, I got Harrison at three, at six and one. They just continue to win up there. Uh, those guys have got a great program, strong t- tradition. Uh, they're hard nosed. They play physical. Uh, they're just a good football team. I've got Win at number four. Uh, win impressed last week, like you said, against Batesville. We saw Batesville up close and personal this year at Greenbrier. They're a good football team, um, and Win just went into that game and just exposed them i mean they dominated dominated from the first whistle and never looked back and that's a rivalry game usually sure. those games are a little bit tight sure and you can kind of throw out the records but not this year when put it on them I, number five a little bit of a stretch here for me i don't know a whole lot about this team but other than looking at scores um I, i've got magnolia at four and two at, in my fifth position um magnolia's played some good ball games this year like you mentioned earlier they did beat little rock christian earlier than year even if it was um even if Little Rock Christian was a little hamstring with some COVID issues, they still went into Magnolia, Magnolia went in there and beat them. Uh, they took Harrison to the wire. And so um, I think they're a really good football team. So we'll find out how they how they progress going into the playoffs. They got a stud little, uh, I think, sophomore back down there. Like Curry, I think Curry is his name. Right. I, a guy I know on Facebook, a writer, a respected writer for years and years, Went and saw them last week and said that he was very impressed. Now, his coach said that uh, he, he looks a lot like Barry Sanders running the football. That's pretty high praise. <laughs> it's high praise, son. It's pretty high praise. Well, I'll go ahead and go into my game of the week for 5A. It's, it's undefeated Pulaski Academy going to just down the road to Little Rock Christian to take on the Warriors. Uh, you know, last year they met up twice. They met up in week five. 
Little Rock Christian veteran PA 63 to 61 in a track meet, uh, and then PA uh, returned the favor in state in the state championship game and just rolled them 63 to 21. So they split the last two games last year. Uh, PA played three out of state teams so far this season, and they've just dominated in every game. Um, one of the top teams in Tennessee, they beat them. One of the top teams in Virginia come to their house. And like you said, they're way bigger, way more athletic. And PA just rolled them up. That Virginia, that life, I don't remember exactly the name, that team they played out there. They're huge. Man, it looked like a college team it out did. there. It did. I think they said they had 12 D1 college athletes <laughs> on, that, on that team. They had some giants. And PA just rolled them. And then, you know, they, they go down to Tyler Legacy, which used to be Tyler Lee in Texas. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge – program down yeah. there tradition Dynasty. and they they doubled them up beat them 50 to 25 last week and so you know what what pa brings that a lot of teams don't see they onside kick every time they keep the pressure on you offensively they go for it on fourth down no matter where they're at on the field and they you know coach kelly's a big believer in analytics and so he plays the numbers and it works for him and you know they they throw the ball around the park they run some goofy sets some some trick plays and stuff that people just can't prepare for, and, and it works for them. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, Coach Kohu at um, Literal Christian has come in and done a fantastic job. I think he's only lost five games in the three or four years that he's been there. Got them rolling. Uh, they've got a heck of a running back down there. Actually got two running backs uh, down at Little Rock Christian that get it done for them. The Dyer Jones kid and then uh, Corey Platt. Platt's been offered by Arkansas State. I think he decommitted a couple weeks ago, but he holds a lot of D1 offers. He's a special player. You know, in the end, I just think PA is too much this year, and I actually picked PA to win uh, pretty convincingly. I got PA by 17 in this one. And I don't know that this Pulaski Academy team is as good as some of the Pulaski Academy teams we've seen. They're good, but, man, they have put out some teams. You see some players like, you know, the Henry boys and just – I mean, not to take away from them, they're good, right? And and, and they're young, mm-hmm. which is scary, yeah, because that just means they're going to keep being good That's for a right. long time. <clears throat> I also went with PA Matt. Uh, my game this week in five A is Harrison and Morton. Five uh, A West uh, foes. The winner of this is going to finish first place in the five A West. Um, Walton, you know, they had a close one point loss to win. Uh, and, a, and a really strong win over Greenbrier. You know, we saw that game. We didn't feel like we played good, but they handled us. They did. They handled us. Um, Harrison, big win at Magnolia. You know, they dominated Bologna on Friday night. Squeaked by Greenbrier uh, in a really close dogfight. Uh, it's at Morton. And the question is, can this impressive Morton defense stop this impressive left-handed quarterback – Keyline, I know you think not, and I don't think they're going to stop him. But I think maybe they can slow him down enough for the Devil Dogs to get a win. I'm picking. I'm picking Walton. Are you really? I am. I'm picking Walton. Holy cow! That's a that's a stretch, junk. I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what uh, that impresses me about Walton. You know, they lose their stud quarterback Chris Well last year. Uh, that once he was gone, everybody thought Walton would have a down year, and they're not near as good as they were last year. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, Coach McNabb does a great job over there with those guys. He coaches them up. He coaches them up. He makes great adjustments at halftime. Um, we saw that firsthand. Uh, they come out at Greenbrier, their first possession, the second play from scrimmage. They saw something, the quarterback bust one for about a 40-yard run. I mean, he just – he knows how to coach his guys up. He gets the most out of them. 
Um, you, you and I both know from our years of coaching peewee football, they're always going to have athletes. Always, they always do. And and we're a little, we're, we know a little bit more about this game just because we're both from Greenbrier, and, right? And and we know this conference. And I just think Harrison, at the end of the day, even though they're going to Moralton, which is a tough place to play. I think that quarterback is too much for Harrison or for he, Morrison. Man, he's good. He's a he, stud. He's good. He's great. He is great. Threw for over 300 last week against Bologna. Yeah. Rushed for 160. I mean, he runs the ball like a fullback. And he's got a cannon, man. He does. He's got a cannon. I think I think Harry, I've got Harrison by 10 in this one. Stuttgart Carl, you know a little bit about this ball game. What do you think? Man, I have to lean towards Harrison. Um just because of the quarterback play, um, you know. But you're right, playing at Morton, that's a tough place to play as well. Uh, Morton does have a good defense, but uh, I'm with you, Matt. I'll just I'll have to go with with Harrison on that. Well, you're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, I want to throw something in here because we're we're big fans of of all football in Arkansas. We're big Hog fans, but we we're big fans of UCA. We're big right. fans of Arkansas State. Let me tell you, if you didn't see the Arkansas State-Georgia State game last Thursday night, you missed out. You did. You know, it didn't fare so well for the Arkansas State defensive coordinator. <laughs> he ended up losing his job. Uh, you know, I know that's tough for those guys over there. You know, just a decision had to be made, just giving up too many points. All right. But, man, you talk about exciting to watch. Lane Hatcher from Pulaski Academy. Yep. 21 for 28. 332 yards, four touchdowns. And then Bonner, the other quarterback, the only time I've ever seen a dual quarterback system work. Right. Bonner goes 18 for 28, 197 yards, and three touchdowns. Between the two quarterbacks, zero interceptions, not one rushing touchdown, seven, seven receiving touchdowns, throwing touchdowns, of course, Jonathan Adams, stud. Stud. 15 catches, 177 yards, two touchdowns. Dahu Green, nine catches, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Talk about electric. Man, they are. You know, and, and Coach Anderson talked a little bit about the firing of his defensive coordinator, and it was hard on him. He was a he's a, Good close, friend. a close friend. And, yeah. and that's, that's a tough decision, but at the end of the day, it's a business, and you have to do what's best for your team and your program, and, and you have to make those tough decisions. But you're right, Matt. That, that game was electric. If you love offense, you you missed a dandy if you didn't get to see that one because it was special. And we've talked about it a bunch here at the office, but I think that is the only dual-threat quarterback system that I've seen work other than if you go back to um, Tebow. Uh, right, right. Who was the other quarterback? Oh, uh, oh Leak. Leak. Yeah, Leak. Yeah. Leak, Leak yeah. yeah, but that was that's the only one that – and if you put the two stats together between Bonner and Hatcher – if you have one quarterback in there the entire time, he's probably leading the country in stats. Oh, seven touchdowns on five – over five, almost 600 yards of passing. Right. It's, it's incredible what they do offensively and, up there. And the perfection. Zero intercepts. Zero turnovers. Taking care of the football. That's right. It was fun. It was fun. So, you, that'll bring us into 6A. Uh, we got two classifications left. Uh, I'll start out with my top five and 6A. You know, 6A, uh, to me – this one's a little bit cut and dry uh, compared to some of the other classifications in the state. Uh, my number one, who's been number one for, for a long time for, for me, years. the Bulldogs <laughs> of Greenwood. They just get it done week in and week out, um, averaging almost 40 a game, only giving up 10. I've got Benton at number two, a five and two on the year, 
And then I've got number three. I've got Parkview, who's four and one on the year. That is absolutely loaded with talent this year. They've got playmakers all over the field. I've got Lake Hamilton, the Curly Wolves, uh, six and zero oh on the year. I've got them at number four with a big win last week. And then I'm rounding out my top five, I've got Jonesboro at four and two. Well, there's one thing that's for sure: Greenwood is good at football, they and they have been for a long time. Man, you know, losing that coach that they – what was that coach? Rick that they, Jones. He, he went to Missouri, didn't yeah. he? And I thought, you know, surely – and you mentioned this last week we were talking. Surely that's going to have some effect. Don't tell the football team because they didn't know. <laughs> they didn't get the memo. That's right. You know, they're 7-0. and What can you say about Greenwood? I mean, they just keep dominating. You know, I really don't expect anybody to beat Greenwood this year. I really don't. Uh, Benton, you know, I got them at number two. They continue to win. They beat Parkview, which is why they're at number two. And, you know, and they'll be at number two until they lose that spot, as far as I'm concerned. Jonesboro, my number three. Jonesboro. Yeah, I put Jonesboro up there, you know, for a couple reasons. But, but you know, I think they'll win the 6A East. But the way they've played against higher classification, you know, they beat Catholic. They beat – or they got beat by four points by – powerhouse 7A Cabot. Yeah. You know, it says a lot about this team. It does. Uh, Parkview, I got him at four. Had him at three last week. Didn't, you know, do anything to lose a spot other than Green, uh, Jonesboro's just uh, impressing me. And then, uh, f- you know, finishing up, I got Lake Hamilton. You know, and they're 6-0. and uh, they're, uh, they're a good football team. They're undefeated. The next three weeks, though, are going to prove That's how right. good they are. You know, they they have – I'm not going to say they hadn't played anybody, but the next three weeks they play Van Buren, Benton, and Greenwood. We're fixing to find out how good they are in Lake Hamilton. That's right. No doubt about it. Well, that brings us into our 6A games of the week, uh, one of them being Benton at Greenwood. Huge ball game uh, to determine probably the conference championship. Um that is our uh, one of our games of the week. And then our other game of the week in 6A is Cersei, the Lions, going to Jonesboro. Um, Junk, tell us a little bit about that game. Well, after my top five, you probably know how I feel about this one. You know, Cersei coming off a big loss to Pine Bluff. I had Cersei as my fifth pick last week right. for that loss to Pine Bluff, a team that Jonesboro beat, you know, only by one, but they did beat them. Um I'm going with uh, with Jonesboro. I, you know, I think Jonesboro's real fast on defense. A lot of athletes. A lot of they they cause a lot of turnovers. And then this quarterback, who is the backup quarterback, what's his name? The one that's out. Uh, cross jumper. Cross jumper. Great football name. Great football name. Maybe even better than Bumper Pool. But uh, you know, he's out. This kid come in. This this rocker. Acebo, Acebo, I think is how you pronounce it. He's come in. He's stepping up, man. He's playing, and, and they're winning. They are. I, I got Jonesboro by 12. I've, I'm with you. I've got Jonesboro by seven. Um, Cersei, you know, they. you look at that loss last week to Pine Bluff, and I think we talked about it a little bit last week in our, in our podcast, but um, Pine Bluff is really young, and they're kind of coming into their own right now. They're playing a lot better football. Close, close loss to Jonesboro. I think they missed a conversion to win the ball game, and then they go to Cersei and beat a good Cersei team. Look out for Pine. Look out for the Zebras come playoff time. I, you're exactly right. You know they played. They could have won that Jonesboro game. That's right. And then they won big Friday night. I think that Cersei is missing that offensive coordinator. Yeah, no doubt. Now he's got Conway rolling. He does. 
Um, the other game, Benton at Greenwood, um, you know, last year Benton pulled off a, an upset of, of sorts. Both teams really good. They battled the last four or five years. This, these two teams have come down to one, two, three in the state with, with Greenwood usually coming out on top. But um, Benton went to uh, – Benton at home last, last year beat Greenwood 45 to 38. You know, to look at this game with Greenwood only giving up 10 points a game, their defense is stingy. My my deal here is I just don't know. Benton has been rolling the last three weeks. They have been. They've played really good as of late. They have. They the last three ball games, it looks like they've gotten everything clicking. They're all on the same page. Um, their all state quarterback Garrett Brown, who hold, now holds the the passing records for the Panthers, he threw for over 400 yards a week ago against Mountain Home. Um, I just think the ball game is going to be a lot closer than what people think. I really do. I think um, I think Greenwood pulls it out at the end, and I think Greenwood kicks a late field goal to win by three. I think you're right as far as the winner, but I think it's a 10 plus, 10 plus point. A little though. bit more convincing. I do. I yeah. do. Well, I mean, that's like I said, a lot of people will go that way. I just think Benton's they're, – they're coming off three big wins. They're going to be hyped. They know it's for a conference yeah. championship, and I think they go in there and they give Greenwood all they want. But. And that's why you're sitting across the table. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, let's do uh, let's do an ASI question again for you two. Um, again, it. we're going to move to uh, to college football since we've been talking about high school football so much, and it's going to be related to defense. I know y'all kind of touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the podcast but the question to you uh to you guys that i have is of course about arkansas's defense i mean that's all the talks been here lately barry oldham and what he's done with that defensive crew so the question is this where would y'all rank them in the sec in total overall defense guess what you get to go first this <laughs> you're the defensive guy <laughs> yeah but you made me go first last time no i that's a great question carl I don't want to get caught up in the moment and, and drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, of course, I'm a huge Razorback fan, and I love seeing the passion and the energy they're playing with. And at any moment, I, I feel like that I'm going to wake up, and, and it's all a facade. <laughs> back to like last year. Back to reality. Yeah. But you know what? I, I just don't think that's going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. They're playing fundamentally sound. I heard Gene Chizik talk about it after the game uh, Saturday, and he said what Barry Odom has done with this defense, he simplified it. They're playing a lot of zone coverage, and he's he's gone back to teaching these kids how to just play their position and read the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they're playing instinctively, and they're flying to the football. I mean, every tackle you see, five or six jerseys coming off the pile. Yeah, and that's one thing I've noticed, too, is that the tackling. I mean, just night and day from last Absolutely. year. I mean, you know, so not only are they in the right spots, but they're coming up and they're making the tackles, too. That's one thing I've been impressed with. You know, with, with – to rank them in the SEC defensively, of course, you've got Georgia. That's that's probably the top there. And Alabama's, you know, their defense has not been very impressive this year, but they're loaded with talent. Um, I would put them. I would put them top four. I'd put them top. What, what would your four be? I would say Georgia. I would say Georgia. Probably Alabama, just because of the the speed and the athleticism. Auburn. And then probably Arkansas. Well, you can't forget about Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky has played well. No, if I remember correctly, they've given up what nine points or something in the last two ball games and or had something. Takeaways. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. So, you know, what impresses me about Barry Odom and this staff, and I don't know if it's so much Barry Odom. I think that 
the scheme and the grand scheme is because of Barry Odom. I don't know. I think a lot of it probably has to do with the guys Barry Odom brought in. And what I mean is these guys, these no-talent defensive players that we've had for so long, all of a sudden have talent. Mm-hmm. And it's because they're like you said, they're tackling now. They're 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 just doing they're they're doing the fundamentals of defense, which we have not seen out of a defense in Arkansas in a long time. I mean it's it's sickening to to watch guys on Saturdays miss five tackles a play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's peewee football stuff. Yeah. And and you know, now now we're seeing guys making tackles, you know, being in position, that's another thing we haven't seen in a long time. Being in a position to make a play, and that's because they were they were shown, they were taught, they were schemed into that position. And I think that's the difference in this defense, which whether it's a position coach teaching these guys individually how to do their job better or whether it's – I think a lot of it has to do with what Odom is dialing up week to week. Yeah. Uh, but, man, hats off to them because they're getting it done in a in – a, in a way that we didn't even expect. I mean, on a different level than what we were hoping for. If I was going to rank them, I would put them in definitely top five. You know, I think that, like you said, Kentucky's impressive. We don't know how good yet, yeah. but we do know they're good. Georgia, you know, they're always – the Georgia and Alabama, they're always going to be good on defense because they're always going to have a whole string of five, four and five stars. Right. Uh, and then, you know, Auburn. Auburn's good on defense. Yeah. They are. You know, one thing that, that I really look at, at and how I judge a defense is, of course, you've got to have speed. The old adage is you either have speed or you're chasing it. Right. So, um, you got to have speed. But, but one thing that that I judge a defense on is just just grit, determination. Sure. Just tenacity. I mean, you can overcome speed if you're technically sound and you're where you, where you were supposed to be. And I think that's what you see out of this Arkansas team. We're not blessed with speed. Our linebackers aren't super fast. But they're making 19 tackles yeah. a game, which right. tells, tells me that they're where they're supposed to be. And it doesn't matter how fast you are if the guy's got the angle on you. If That's he right. does it right, he'll That's make right. the play. Well, and you can't forget about the guys up front, too. I mean, even with the three-man rush, they're still getting pressure That's on the quarterback. Right. And they're keeping those linemen off of those linebackers so they can make those tackles and stuff. So that's one thing I've been more impressed with is just, you know, the the, fr- the guys up front uh, and the job that they're doing and, and the coaching that they're getting as well. So. That's right. Great question, Carl. Good job, boys. Well, that'll bring us into our last classification, our biggest classification in the state of Arkansas, our 7A. Um, Junk, won't you take us? The big boys of 7A. Let me tell you, we've got five in the top five here, of course, and I think they are the five teams in 5A that you should watch. Yeah. And what I mean by that, I'm not just saying they're the best five, but I think they're the five that are going to be in contention. I think everyone after that kind of a step down. Uh, number one, Bryant is unbelievable. I mean, they're just on a different level than what we see each week in Arkansas. Uh, it's amazing what that coach has done. You know, Bryant was not great just a few years ago. He came from what I think a, a Kendon Fairview Camden program Fairview, that he right. that he built up. That's right. Brought back yep. from the grave almost. Um, I'm interested to see if this Bentonville team can push this Bryant team. Uh, that number two, Bentonville. Uh, very impressive every week. You know, at the beginning I was like, oh, they might be pretty good. Um, yeah, they they keep winning. It's just like, man, they just keep doing it. They do. Uh, untouched. I think they'll be untouched until Bryant. Uh, North Little Rock, I think they're the best of the rest. 
I think, uh, you know, they, they had a very close win over Conway. Conway had a very close win over Cabot. You know, they're all, I think, right there. Uh, but North Little Rock continues to win. Bryant's going to be the spoiler to their their conference, right. you know, hopes. Uh, Conway, number four, they continue to shine after beating Cabot in a shootout. Uh, they had a huge score and win over Northside uh, Friday night. Huge test this week, which we'll talk about in a little right. bit. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got number five, I've got Cabot. I think they've separated themselves as that top five team. Uh, tough matchup with Bryant, Bryant Friday night. Though. Tough matchup. Bryant, you know, like I said, what's crazy is this is the first classification. We've got the exact same top five. Yeah. And I'm with you. I mean, I think Bryant's uh, – I think they're just a step above everybody else in the, in the 7A this, this year, with the exception of Bentonville. You know, Bentonville plays sound defense. Coach Jody Grant up there does a tremendous job with his program. Two of the best linebackers in the state of Arkansas for the Bentonville Tigers. Um I'm interested to see how that shakes out. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I really hope it's good. Yeah, I do too. Uh, North Little Rock, I've got them at three. Uh, Coach Aldridge, his first year coming in from Arkadelphia after he built a tremendous program down there with the Badgers, takes over a great North Little Rock program and it just continues to win. I've got Conway at number four. You know, Conway brings in the head coach from Cersei who wins a state championship last year, brings him in as the offensive coordinator. These last couple weeks, you can see his effect on this offense. Absolutely. He's got that their quarterback, Ben Weiss. Uh, he's a baseball player. Doesn't look like much of a football yeah. player. No no disrespect to him. He's fairly small, but the kid has thrown for over 2,000 yards in the Already. Last, last four or five ball games. Yeah. I mean, just threading, shredding defenses. I've got Conway at four and excited to see how their offense progresses the rest of the year. And then I've got Cabot coming in at number five. And like you said, I think these five teams – are just a step ahead of everybody else in 7A. So our two games that we'll, we'll display for our 7A spotlight games of the week are Cabot, 5-1 on the year, going to Bryant, and then Christian Brothers from Tennessee coming into Conway. Christian Brothers 6-1 and one, and coming into Conway. Tell us a little bit about that game, John. All right. So when I, talk, I said earlier it's a huge test, you know, Christian Brothers is the number one team in Memphis. Number two team in Division Two Three A, which is the biggest classification in Tennessee, and they're the number four team in Tennessee. It's a huge challenge for Conway. I'm, you know, it is. They're they're going to be good. Expect that quarterback Ben Weese to connect with Brian Bohannon for 150 yards and two touchdowns for a six point Conway Wampus Cat win, baby. Going with the mythical creature. That's right, baby. <laughs> I love the pick, Junk. I love it. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm with you. I, it may be a little bit of a homer pick. Uh, Christian Brothers loaded with athletes, loaded with talent. Um, I just don't think – I don't think they play the same brand of football in Tennessee that we do here in Arkansas. You mentioned this to me a couple of days ago. You know, a lot of out-of-state competition this year for Arkansas schools, and we fared extremely well. Extremely well. And I think, like I said, Conway's getting it rolling offensively. Bo Hannon's a matchup problem. We didn't even mention Manny Smith, who's lightning fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, kid, he, if he gets a ball in space, look out, because he can take right. it to the house at any time. I've, I've got Conway in a close one. I've got Conway by three in this one. I love it. Yeah. So that brings us to our last matchup that we'll talk about today, which is the Cabot Panthers, who lost a close one, a heartbreaker to Conway after a, uh, a brilliant comeback in the second half, going to Bryant. Junk, I just I just don't see this one faring too well for the, for the Panthers of Cabot. Uh, Bryant is a machine. 
even though they you know, Cabot's got Tyler G, their quarterback, who's committed to UCA, a heck of a football player. I think he'll do big things at UCA. Um, Bryant's just got too many weapons. You know, their senior quarterback, Austin Ledbetter, he's committed to play baseball for the Hogs. He committed as a sophomore, but yeah. he's actually exploring some some football offers. Um, may may change his mind and play some football in college. He's that good. He threw for over th- thirty three hundred yards a year ago, and he's got weapons to throw to. Their defense is also very stingy, only giving up 12 points a game. I see Bryant rolling in this one. I got Bryant by 35. Well, I'm taking Bryant by 34 (laughs) because I'm a nicer guy than you are. (laughs) All right. So that will wrap us up through our uh, all seven, all six classifications here in the state of Arkansas. Um, You got another question for us, Stuttgart Carl? No, we're good. No, we're good, man. I do have to, I, I want real quick. We got to talk just a little bit about UCA. The Bears. The Bears. UCA Saturday gets it done again against the Bobby Petrino Missouri State squad. Let me tell you, Braylon Smith, he's a good quarterback. But if you've had a chance to meet Braylon, he's an even more impressive young man. I'm a big Braylon uh, Smith fan. UCA had trouble punching it in Saturday on offense. But when you have a defense that creates six turnovers and a kicker that scores 12 points, that's how you get it done in a close game as they get it done for the second time this season against Missouri State. Very impressive win. You know, you can say what you want to about Bobby Petrino, but he's a heck of a football coach. He knows offense. He knows offense, and he knows how to coach the game. Um, I think he'll get that program rolling and turned around eventually. But UCA's gotten them twice now this year. Got them in an unexpected home-and-home with the COVID season. So, um, you know, like you said, Braylon Smith's a great quarterback for UCA, great leader for them. Uh, he's still got a lot of good football left in front of him. It's hard to win any ball game if you turn the ball over six times. That's right. That's right. I mean, Ask Ole Miss, baby. <laughs> By the way, speaking of Ole Miss and Matt Carroll's, Carroll's daddy, uh, Hudson Clark, you know, uh, big news today up on the hill, Coach Mike. Mike. What did I say, Mike? Pittman. Sam. 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 Yeah. Why did I say Mike? His brother, Mike. Mike's brother, Sam, uh, announced today, don't have any scholarships, but in January, guess what? The man, Hudson Clark, going to be on full scholarship. That's awesome. That's that awesome. awesome. And speaking of Arkansas football, his his grandfather has ties here in the state of Arkansas. He was He's an Arkansas Hall of Fame coach from up north, I think it's northeast Arkansas. Yeah, Clark's. Yeah, I think Ronnie it, Clark. isn't his dad part of the the Cowboys organization. I'm not sure. About I think that. he is. I'm pretty sure he is because you know he's a Highland Park. He's a Highland Park uh, grad as far as his yeah. high school ball. But I think his grandfather was a, a head coach at Barryville High School. If is, I'm that not, right? is that I right? That's right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So. And don't forget about Sports Center. Da 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 da. Play of the week. Number one. Number one yeah. play of the week. Good old Felipe, oh. I'm not a dual-threat quarterback, Franks, <laughs> to Stud City, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. Well, you know, when he made that catch, you knew it was going to be on Sports Center. Yeah. I mean, that was an incredible catch. Did you hear how big his hands were, though? <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, what was it, uh, 10? 5XL? Five, five yeah, oh, yeah, 10. I'm going to tell you, if we don't get the ball to Traylon Burks in some form or fashion at least 10 to 12 times a game, we're well, not – Smart on offense. They're doing it this year. Last year they did not. And that, he scored and his makes, first touchdown it, this year. And that makes all the difference in the world. So, sure. but we got to get Knox going. Yeah, we do. 
Well, guys, that's going to wrap us up for here in, in between the mats. Uh, we thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. We're excited about this podcast and what we can bring about Arkansas high school football. And then later on, we'll, we'll go into basketball. But we're excited that you joined us. We're excited about being here. And uh, just tune in. See you next week. Next Thursday. That's right. Thank y'all.